Welcome to the Coffee with Kara podcast. I am so excited for today's coffee chat and I feel so honored that you're here to keep time out of your day to join me on this imaginary coffee date. So without any further ado, grab your favorite drink, maybe a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, so today we are doing a Q&A sort of Ask Me Anything podcast episode, which I am super excited about. A couple weeks ago, I emailed my email subscribers a link to my 2020 mid-year Joy Because Grace reader survey, and one of the questions on there was, if you could ask me anything, what would you ask? And so today, I am answering those questions for you here on this podcast, so stay tuned. Alright, the first question is, why did you decide to become a pro-life advocate? I love this question. I love that whoever you are, you consider me a pro-life advocate. That makes me so happy. I decided to speak out on being pro-life after I saw the movie Unplanned, April 2019. If you have not seen Unplanned yet, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's free, but you can rent it for like $3. You definitely need to watch that movie. It changed my life. It'll change your life too. So after I saw Unplanned, I just knew I could no longer just say that I'm pro-life. I had to actually do stuff to be pro-life. Um, I have an entire podcast episode about my pro-life story, like more in depth if you're interested. I will leave a link to that in the show notes of this episode. Um, But this isn't a part of this question, but I wanted to say one of my favorite things that I've done that is not mentioned in that other podcast episode is back in January, I went to the Texas State Capitol for the Texas Rally for Life, and I got to march around in downtown Austin, and I got to hear a ton of pro-life speakers, and it was just so cool. So I totally recommend as well that you look into your state um, and what sort of pro-life organizations and events happen in your state, and go to those if you're interested, because that would just be so cool and such an awesome life-changing experience as well. Okay, these two questions kind of go together, so I'm going to tie them together in my answer. The first is tips on blogging, and the second is what got you into blogging. Okay, so my tip for blogging is just is to write a lot. Like, either start a blog and just write about whatever the heck you want. Like, write about your favorite movies, write about your favorite books, write a list of your favorite essential oils, write about what you did this weekend. Any sort of thing does not have to be themed, does not have to be a topic, does not have to be how to, just start writing. You can go back on Joy Because Grace and on my sidebar, I have an archive section. You can go back to 2014 and see my original posts and they are terrible, but I keep them there just because I like going back and seeing other bloggers' past posts when they were just starting to like have inspiration and feel better kind of about myself. But I leave them open, like I leave those posts up so that other people can go back and see how I was when I was just starting as well. So it's very scattered, did not have a topic as a whole. Once you start writing about all the things, you will eventually find one or two topics that you like writing about the most, and that is how you know what your niche is going to be. So a lot of people out on the internet, if you Google tips for blogging, find your niche is going to come up a bunch, and that basically just means having one or two topics that you're going to talk about on your blog 
that way people know what to expect when they come from you that or you can have what's considered like a demographic niche where it's like I'm going to write for high school girls and then you write about a variety of things but your audience you know is for high school girls that's another way you can go about it um so yeah just write about all the things uh, you can write in a journal and not even blog about those things I have some stuff in my journals I eventually want to turn into blog posts but I just write as much as I can and I find the more I do those things, the more I blog or the more I journal, the more I want to write and just get started. Don't wait. Okay. The second question with that was what got you into blogging? I started blogging, like I said, a second ago back in 2014 when I was a college freshman. The original intent was to keep my family updated with life in college. Which, looking back on that, I think is hilarious because I definitely talked to my family all of the time and I didn't tell anybody beyond them that I started a blog. Like, I remember it was a really big deal for me to tell my new college friends that I had a blog and I waited probably, I don't know, six months after I started my blog before I finally told them because it was like, I don't know, a big secret in my head. It's kind of weird. But anyway, so that's why I started blogging. I remember... I was talking to one of my guy friends who I'm dating now, which is kind of fun. I was talking to him. I just randomly said one day, I think I want to start a blog. And he was like, you totally should. And I was like, okay. So that in short is how I got started. And it kind of morphed into what it is today. Like I said earlier, with I just wrote about all the different things until I came across topics that I liked writing about the most. This person says, I have two questions. What is your favorite Christian song? And who is your favorite character from High School Musical? Oh, I love this. Okay, so my favorite Christian song. That is a hard one. And so is the High School Musical one, come to think of it. Um, okay, I love How Great Thou Art. I think I'm going to go with How Great Thou Art. It's a hymn. I love it. It's an oldie but a goodie. Always makes me think of England whenever I hear it because it was an impactful song my first year that I went on my mission trip to England. Favorite character from High School Musical? I really like Gabriella in the first one. And I like... Hmm... Oh, what's his name? Oh, Ryan. Ryan and Gabriella. They're my favorite. Like, I think one time I watched High School Musical or High School Musical 2, one of those, and literally kept a tally of how many different hats Ryan was wearing during the movie, and it was really fun. Anyway, so, fun questions. Do essential oils really work, and if so, how? Okay, fun question. Yes, I was skeptical about essential oils when I first heard about them. I was like, okay, that's just a placebo effect. There's no way they actually work. Um, But when I was in my car accident back in 2015, um, one of my mom's friends had essential oils and gave my mom a roller bottle of a blend of essential oils for me to use to help with my soreness after my car wreck and I would rub it on my chest because that was where I really hurt from the seatbelt and so I just rubbed it on there and it just helped me 
feel better. And it was like the first time that I was like, man, okay, these are actually working. These are actually helping me. And my mom would diffuse oils in the air, like around me whenever I was recovering. And I, I want to say like, I wasn't majorly like hurt or anything. I was just extremely sore after my car wreck. And I'm completely fine now, five years later. It's so crazy. It's five years. But anyway, she would diffuse oils and I don't know which ones she was diffusing. I just remember thinking that they were calming and that they were helpful for me. And so that's kind of my like story of how I was convinced that they're really working, but there is science behind it. Basically, um, essential oils are kind of like, if you think of it, like the blood of a person, it's like the blood of a plant, which sounds weird because plants don't actually have blood, but it's like the best part of the plant, the part that has the most nutrients for you. And they have been used throughout history and before essential oils were distilled and used in modern times, they were used as herbs in like holistic medicine and stuff like that back in the day. And so people have been using plants to like treat different ailments and treat and like help people with different things like throughout all of time, like ever since the beginning of time, people are using plants to help them with things. And so essential oils though, it just basically makes them very, very, very concentrated part of the plant. So really you only need a couple drops to help you with whatever it is that you need help with because it is the strongest part of the plant as opposed to like you would need more herbs. Uh, there are some like only, oh, okay, I'm losing my train of thought. You can ingest some, and I want to use this as an example, okay? Only ingest Young Living essential oils because it is pure. They're the only ones that are, have FDA approval for ingestion. So I just want to give that quick disclaimer. But let's say, for example, you were going to cook with, uh, you're going to make peppermint brownies, okay? You could have peppermint extract and need to use a couple tablespoons of that or teaspoons, I don't know, whatever you would need to make those peppermint brownies. Whereas if you were going to use peppermint essential oil, you only need like three drops of it. So it lasts a long time and you only need a little, little bitty bit because it is so strong. I hope that answers your question. Uh, you can also Google do essential oils really work? And maybe I'll write a blog post about this more in depth as well. How are you doing? Okay, this is such a sweet question. Thank you for asking. Um, well, this spring has been crazy in our world. Am I right? Texas is finally starting to reopen some businesses as of last Friday. More and more opening up each week and getting the approval from the governor to do that, which is very exciting because I have missed greatly going to restaurants and sitting down and going to the movie theater and I've missed going to different places with my boyfriend or going to hang out with friends or going to coffee shops to meet up with people. I've missed traveling to see my friends that live hours away from me. And so, I don't know, I guess just how how I'm doing, it varies, I guess, based upon the day, sometimes based upon the hour. My emotions and my moods kind of go up and down. Um, some days I love what's going on. I like, that sounds bad, but I don't love what's going on, but I love my life at the moment. That's what I should say. Like, I love being able to sleep in, being able to just grade whenever I feel like it, instead of having to go teach for eight hours. There are some perks to online teaching. Most of it's not that great, but I try to find the bright side of it. Um, I've been able to read a lot, and so, like, these sorts of things, like, kind of, like, lift my spirits and help me feel better, but as a whole... I think it's been like everybody else where I'm just like restless and like wanting to leave my apartment and getting tired of my roommate and like stuff like that. Like I love my roommate. It's me if you're listening. I love you. But 
you know, like we're around each other 24-7. She went home this weekend for the first time in two months because we're finally, like, she's able to go. And so, yeah, like, it's been weird. I don't really know. We're just a succinct answer to ask, how are you doing? And I don't want to just say, like, the classic, I'm good because, you know, we don't want to do the lie of I'm fine. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But I have this whole blog post about when people ask, how are you doing? You just say, I'm fine. And how it's not always truthful. And it kind of bothers me. But um, my boyfriend's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> Again, at the time of this recording. Um, his birthday was yesterday. And I was able to go out to his house and see him and his family. And they had a, he's a youth intern and his youth group guys came by and like did a drive-by parade thing for him and it was like so happy like getting to see him like just light up with the joy of being able to see his youth kids that he hasn't seen in like two months and so coming off of that today I'm quite happy and feeling quite content very long answer for a very short question but thank you for asking What is your absolute favorite fandom out of all of them? Oh my goodness. Okay. Top three. (laughs) And then I'll narrow it down. My top three are, um, or is the Disney fandom, the Pixar fandom, because I view those as different, and the Harry Potter fandom. Top two would be Pixar. When I say Pixar, I mean like the Pixar theory type stuff. Like I love watching the Super Carlin Brother videos about that, but I also love watching the Super Carlin Brother videos about Harry Potter. (sighs) I think I'm going to have to go with Harry Potter. Yeah, that's my favorite fandom. It's so fun. Anyway, I'm a Hufflepuff, just got to say. All right, (laughs) that was a fun question. Very, very hard. What would you tell your 15-year-old self or just younger self in general? I, okay, you're going to laugh. This is so like not even generic advice. This is literally for 15-year-old Kara. You ready for this? It's brilliant advice. Dear 15-year-old Kara, you will date Caleb eventually. So just chill out and enjoy high school. Okay, so quick backstory on that advice. Um, I am dating the guy that I liked all throughout high school, but we didn't start dating until we were 20. So anyway, my advice for my 15-year-old self would just be like, don't stress out about guys. It'll happen in God's timing. So just breathe, enjoy your friends, and don't worry about it. I want to ask, how do you work and at the same time blog? Because it seems like you are a busy person, so how do you combine the two? Beautiful question. And I love that the underlining assumption on this is that I do work and blog at the same time because I don't. Terrible confession, I know. If you have been around the blog for a while, you probably have noticed that from August to about April, the blog is very, very quiet, typically, or has much less posting than it does in the summer 
And it's taking me a long time to be okay with that. It's taking me a long time just to like process. And I think really this is my first year. This is my third year teaching, but this is the first year that I've been okay with not blogging as much as I was able to do back in college. I, my first year teaching, let me think. Okay, so my first year teaching, I was decent at blogging, I feel like. But that year I was also much less busy with life in general too like outside of school and I didn't have to take home a lot of stuff to grade because I was able to get it done at school because I had an extra off period but then my second year teaching my best friend's apartment burned down right before school started again and so a lot of my like mental focus was like on supporting my best friend during that time and blogging just stopped and it was hard and I hated it and it took me forever to get back into it. And like literally, I remember spring of 2019, I was just randomly writing stuff. Like I have a post titled, I will start blogging again this summer just because I felt so guilty about not having the time to blog. So then that summer I was able to start blogging again. This is 2019 now. So I started blogging again more in the summer and I started podcasting and that just really helped because I don't know why I have like find it easier just to talk about things on a podcast. Maybe it's because I can do it while I drive. I don't know. But anyway, so I started that and that helped me get some posts published. But then again, August hit and it dropped down to three posts. I'm looking at like the count here. September, I have eight posts, but that's because 40 Days for Life was happening and I was trying to write pro-life devotionals each day. And then October and November each have one post. And December 2019, I didn't write at all because I was so busy with school and Christmas and all the things. Then at the beginning of 2020, I set the goal for myself that I will write one blog post a month. And so far, I have been able to do at least that. And because I set that goal so low, I don't feel like a failure whenever I'm not able to write three times a week and have a post up three times a week or even just once a week. I'm shooting for once a month and that is doable with my life season. And I just know now that in the summers, I will have more time to blog and more time to send out my email newsletter, more time to podcast, make videos, all the things. During the school year, that probably won't happen because school and grading and lesson planning has to come first. So if you're wanting to start a blog, but you're feeling like you're super busy, I encourage you to just challenge yourself to either, you know, blog once a month or once a week or even once a day, whatever you want to do, just be consistent and set your goal for what is doable for you and give yourself grace whenever you don't do that because, you know, grace over guilt. God gives us grace and we need to give ourselves grace as well, especially with things like this that aren't sin, you know. Anyway, now I'm just rambling, so I'm, I'm going to end this answer now. I think this is the longest one yet. Wow. <laughs> what is your most favorite holiday? Okay, this is a hard question because I literally love every single holiday. Like, I think whichever holiday is most quickly approaching, that's the one I like. Um, I think if I had to pick a favorite, I always say Christmas Eve, more so than Christmas Day. I just love our traditions that we have in my family for what we do on Christmas Eve so much. Second favorite is Valentine's Day. That's a close, like it's 
like Christmas Eve and then like just below it is Valentine's Day. And I've loved Valentine's Day ever since I was a little girl, even when I was single in college, like just always. Like I love Valentine's Day. It's such a fun time to show your friends that you love them. I have lots of posts on my blog. I will link to in the show notes of uh, like how to celebrate as a single girl because I'm like really passionate about this and that doesn't have to be a bummer if you do not have a special someone in your life. So yes, Christmas Eve, Valentine's Day, but I also really like Easter. I really like 4th of July. I really like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Halloween's all right. Like I think Halloween's one of my least favorite ones. I just love October and like anyway, I could talk about this forever. That's such a fun question. Yes. Okay. I love all holidays, but Christmas Eve and Valentine's Day the most. How do you stick to reading your Bible every day? I've never been able to. Well, friend, neither have I. And I strive constantly to get better at this. And some seasons of my life, I'm way more consistent with my Bible reading than other seasons as well. And something I've started doing in 2020, which has really helped me, was... um, well, backstory, I bought a new Bible last year in 2019, and so there's nothing really written in it so far, so it's basically a clean Bible, and in my old Bible, I, like, marked it all up like crazy, like, I used it when I made my post about how to have a journaling Bible when you don't have a journaling Bible, that's how much I wrote in it, so now I actually have a journaling Bible, and so whenever I've been reading this year in 2020, I write the date that I'm reading at the start of the chapter that I start at for that day. And if I read more than one chapter, I just like keep going. And then like the next day I write the date at the start of the first chapter that I read for that day, if that makes sense. And so I'm able to like look back and see when there's gaps in my reading, like let's say it's, I know it's been a while or whatever. And then I like come back to my Bible and I look at it and I like look back for the last date. And if it's been like two weeks that I'm like, Oh man, it's been two weeks since I read and I've just been so busy. I didn't even notice that it just like slipped out of my life. And so that's been helpful kind of to like hold myself accountable with it this year. I'm, I'm also doing a Bible reading plan. It's called the Bible in a year and it's in the back of my Bible. Um, it says it's compiled by the late Reverend Robert Murray McShane, I think is how you say his last name. And I've really, I've taken it and I've divided it in half. And so I'm really doing it, the Bible in two years. And today, for example, so right now as I'm recording this, it is May 13th. And today I read the reading plan for April 27th, 28th, and 29th. And so I'm trying to catch up. But usually I always read about two days at least whenever I'm reading because either I'm behind and I'm trying to catch up or I'm caught up and I'm trying to get ahead if that way, if I ever forget, you know, for another week that I'm not like super far behind. So that's been really helpful just to have a plan and to like know exactly what I'm going to read that day. That's really helpful for me. Also, something I love about this plan in particular is that I'm reading in multiple books at the same time. And so like in January, it started me in Genesis chapter one and it started me in Matthew chapter one. And so then I'm basically reading a chapter a day out of both books. So a total of two chapters. And then whenever I'm trying to get ahead, I'm like reading two chapters at a time, you know? Um, but that's really cool because then like right now I'm in the boring beginning part of numbers 
And I know it's about to get interesting because I love numbers and stuff. But right now I'm like talking about all the, like the priestly duties and stuff by like the tribes of the Levites or like the divisions of the Levites and all this stuff. But I'm also reading the Psalms right now. And so that's helpful so that like whenever I'm coming to my Bible reading plan, if there's like a boring, which sounds bad to call the part of the Bible boring, but you know what I mean. Like if I come across like a part I don't particularly like, I know that there will be something as well that I'll be reading in the Psalms. And it was actually really cool because like back when I was reading in Exodus and Luke, there was actually like a lot of kind of like crossovers with Luke and then when I hit to Leviticus like a lot of those Levitical laws I'm like oh my goodness this is like Jesus Jesus does this for us Jesus does this for us and it like relates back to what I had just read in the gospels which was super cool so anyway I recommend for you to hold yourself accountable in some sort of way either have a friend get an app or something and then to like have a plan so you know what you're going to read each day and then lastly like just give yourself grace if you mess up and you skip a day or you skip a week or a month like just pick back up because the last thing I am positive. The last thing God wants is for you to feel guilty about not reading your Bible and then letting that guilt keep you from coming back to reading it. You know, like think about the story of the prodigal son. Like the father welcomed his son back with open arms. I believe God does that for us as well. And so you're not like repent, yes, and come back to God, yes, and build a relationship with God, yes, but like you can't change what happened yesterday. You can't go back in time and be like, I'm going to read my Bible yesterday because I didn't do it. You can only like make a decision for today. And so today, if you have not read your Bible yet, make that choice today to go wherever you are, like stop listening to this podcast. This is the last question and just go grab your Bible and just read a chapter. You can, I, my personal favorite thing to do, like I said, a second ago, is just like pick a book. And so like start in John or start in the Psalms or whatever you want to do and just read it. And I will put in the show notes a couple different links I have to like uh, quiet time tips. Like I have one for how to kickstart your quiet time in the summer. I just wrote one about quarantine, like having your quiet time in quarantine, being consistent with that. And then I think I have one other I want to link as well. So be sure to click that link in the podcast and then go over to my blog and you can see like those resources there as well to help you out. All right. Now this is the longest question that I've talked about, but I get so passionate about this because I don't think anybody's perfect about this and everybody wants to read more than they actually do. And so just don't be too hard on yourself and just like know that God is a God of grace and a God of mercy and God of forgiveness. And he wants you to have a relationship with him, but he doesn't want your shortcomings to keep you from coming to him. Like Jesus died for you, even when you were a sinful person. And so, you know, if God can die for you, when you're sinful, he will definitely forgive you when you're trying to read his word and you're trying to have a relationship with him, even when you mess up, because you know, we're not perfect. We're still sinful humans beings while we're here on earth. And so, yeah, anyway, whew, off my soapbox. Maybe I should make that its own episode and go more in depth. But anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, stop talking now and we're just gonna head into the outro thank you so much for listening to all these questions if you want to ask a question that was not answered in this podcast you can go to the show notes like I said a second ago click that link go to my blog and comment their question that you want me to answer in a future episode or answer in a blog post and then um or you can leave me a voice message on anchor.fm and there'll be more information in the show notes for that as well thank you for listening bye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Coffee with Kira podcast. 
Conversations should never be one-sided, and so I wanted to invite you to connect with me in a couple of different ways. The first is you could leave me a DM on my Instagram at Beth 17 or you could leave me a voice recording on Anchor. That's how I record these podcasts. You can leave me a voice recording and ask a question or suggest a topic or just say hello. And I would feature that in a future podcast episode, which would be super fun because we would be able, I would be able to hear your voice instead of y'all just hearing mine. So that'd be fun. All right. So anyway, thank you for listening. Leave a review, especially if you are on iTunes and subscribe. And I will be back here later. Have a great day.